Hey, welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. The story's going to stop your overthinking, worrying, whatever's going through your head that's keeping you awake. But then it's going to get a little bit more and more boring as it goes on. And it's going to help you drift off into dreamland. And the reason I came up with this podcast is because I've suffered from insomnia. Never heard it all before. It's all in your head. You're imagining things. You're overreacting, whatever. And I want to help you fall asleep. And I found that I'm good at telling stories that get more and more boring, or so I've been told. So that's what I'm here for. If you have any feedback, it's uh, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. I'd, lo- I'd love to hear from you guys. I don't, I don't get much feedback, so I'd like to hear any, good or bad, or even if it's not about the podcast, it's about sleep, your sleep problems, your sleep tips, whatever. Please, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes are on our website, sleepwithmepodcast.com, or on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever else podcasts get play, get played, I guess. You can find our bloopers on Facebook, Sleep With Me Podcast on Facebook. Go ahead and fan us or like us. And you can also find us uh, find me on Twitter, you might, at Dearest Scooter on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, and let's get on to the podcast. Tonight we have another episode of Get Bessos, the tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny's escape from purgatory in a quest to seek vengeance on the man who they feel crumbled their retail empires, the creator of the internet superstore, Jeff Bessos. Uh, previous episodes of Get Besos can be found at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash getbesos, B-E-S-O-S, or wherever you listen to your podcast. When we last left off, the boys were on their way to the airport. They were about to board a private plane headed to Washington State, the headquarters of Jeff Besos's company, Amazon. James Cash was a little bit worried. He was having second thoughts about getting Bessos and working with this mysterious Hans Zimmer Gorbelli and what would the consequences be. But they decided to board the plane and head to Washington. Unfortunately, when they got to the airport, some shadowy government agency surrounded their car and took them into custody. Slapped Hank, pulled them out of the limo and slapped handcuffs on them, and that's where we pick up tonight. On get Bessos. So they pull the guys out of the limo. They throw cuffs on him. As soon as they get James out of the limo, he like throws himself on three of the arresting officers. And like, as I said, these men and women are dressed just like black suits, just like agents from the Matrix or something. And he throws himself on three of them and then runs off. And he's like, Richie, get on the plane without me. Go, go, buddy. And he runs about 10 feet. And R.W. just tries to, uh, you know, use his bulk. He's shaking three or four guys, three or four officers, three or four of these agents. And he breaks three. He runs for the plane. And neither one of them really realize that their forward momentum's carrying them. 
and they both escape. They're running in separate directions, and they both go crash in the ground, hit their heads, knocked out cold. So their quick escape is foiled by their own forward momentum. When we pick up, they're both in separate holding cells, and since you have this omniscient narrator, that's me, you know that they don't know they're in separate holding cells. And so they're just both sitting in there, and they come to R.W. Richie's just holding the ice pack to his head. James just wakes up, sitting at sitting in a hard metal chair on a hard metal table. You can see he's in some sort of interview room. And James, he's been there before. You know, from his wild days, he's been he's spent a little time on the on the side of the glass, as they say. Suddenly, a door opens. He's looking at the two mirror, two way mirror. James is pretty nervous. He, he's trying not to let it out, but he he's a little nervous. Like, who, who's arresting them and why? And these two agent types come in, man and a woman, both about in their thirties, very. Professional, clean-cut, wearing sunglasses and black suits, black ties. The whole, I guess, a woman would be in a, both wearing black black suits, and they stand in front of them. And they look through a file, they look at each other. He goes, "So, Mister Larry Ibex." James kind of looks at them. He goes, "Oh yeah, go oh, oh yeah." You like to be called uh, James Cash, Mr. Larry Ibex, according to your identification. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I like to, uh, yeah, I go by James James Cash or Cash. I I, I just uh, that's what those were my nicknames back when I was uh, coming up as a kid. Yeah. All right, Mr. Ibex. We just wanted to come in and let you know that we already know everything. Everything that was going on that you two were up to. All your plans, we know everything. Oh, everything? Because you didn't know, you didn't know why I called myself James Cash. Oh, we we knew that, sir. That was just a test. Oh, well, that's a weird test. All right, Mister Ibex, we'll we'll be with you. We we just got to finish up. You know, we're getting most of the information for your partner back there, R W. So we'll be back. Thank you, uh, but, you know, just stay, you know, you don't need to tell us anything. We already, you know, don't worry, we know everything. So they leave, they shut the door, and James, mm -hmm. James is thinking. That's the old, do they know, are they messing with me? Do they know everything? He's thinking about the words they chose. So he, he's kind of, he, he's getting nervous. Meanwhile, R.W.'s in the other room holding ice to his head, and the, door opens and two other agents come in. I stand in front of him. He pulls the ice down. Hello, look at what you got. Look what you did to my face. You know, nig kapoops. Oh, what do you want? We're, we're sorry about your head, Mr. Wilson. You, know, you seem to hit it when you were running away. You're trying to escape us. All right, all right. What, what do you want? What, what Wilson? Yeah, Mr. S. Wilson. It doesn't say what the S stands for. It just says S. Wilson. Is that your first name, S? Uh, Seer. 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 Seer? Yeah, how do you, 
like S E A R, Seer. You got it, Seer Wilson. Yeah, my uh, family was a good Seer. My father, so Seer Wilson's the name. And what the hell do people want? Well, we don't we really don't need much from you, Mister Seer, or Mister Wilson Seer. It's hard. Seer seems like a better last name. Wilson Seer. Anyway, we don't, your partner in there, he's telling us everything we need to know. So, oh, you know, James, James, he doesn't know. Yeah. He's telling you everything, eh? Um, I'll tell you what. If you want the real story, just come back to me. And uh, I'll tell you the real story. Because he's just, uh, he's my fall guy. Obviously, clearly, I'm, uh, clearly, I'm the capable one. Okay, Mr. Sear, Mr. Wilson, and we'll, we'll 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 think about that. We'll think it over. Okay. Well, if you need anything useful, just uh, I'll tell you what though, don't friggin' come back here without George Packer. You, I'll tell you everything you need to know. But bring back George Packer. You got that? George George Packer. Yeah, yeah. You 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 feel figured out. Run along. Run along. So they leave. R.W. just goes back to being R.W. Puts the ice on his head. Get that damn George Packer in here. Run him. Run him ragged. And they, so they leave R.W. And they open up the door. And then so James, we go back to James. And two officers come back in to talk to James. And it sounds like they would conferred with the other two officer agents. And James just sitting there. He perks up. And they say, yeah. Buddy in there's asking for uh, George Packer. He's, he's almost finished up telling us everything, but he said he needs to speak to George Packer. So once we get George Packer in there, we'll finish up with him, and um, we just might need to sign a couple things. All right. If you guys know everything, can you sit down and can you explain some stuff to me? Like you know every everything. You're talking about the big everything. I'm prepared to accept. The consequences, I told, I was telling, I knew this was going to happen. I do get a bit paranoid. But just sit down, I, I, there's a lot that I don't understand. I mean, there's a lot overall I don't understand, but this whole situation I don't understand. So if you guys could sit down and, and we could talk a minute, I have a lot of questions. Oh, uh, well, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ibex, we really don't answer, we ask the questions, we don't answer them. Well, you, but you said you, you knew everything, so you, you don't need to ask questions. But can't, because uh, I'm just so confused. So, uh, you, you're, you guys work for, uh, are you angels? Are, is that, is that? And the agents kind of look at him. Like, are you from heaven or from hell? Mr. Ibex. We're, we're, like I said, we're ask, asking the questions, and we, we got everything we need to know. So if we, if we need something from you, uh, we'll come back, okay? Thank you, Mr. Ibex. So then we go back to RW's cell, and he's waiting there, and, and a little bit more time goes by this time. And then a man comes in, about 50-year-old man in a rumpled golf outfit. He kind of gets pushed in through the door. 
Who, who the hell are you? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm Packer, sir, George Packer. You're George Packer. All right, well, Packer, sit down. We got a, we got a lot to talk about. And, uh, I don't know what they want from me, but I know I need to talk to you. I need to get some stuff from you. But first of all, I mean, what's your gut, what's your gut telling you? What's your, What's your gut telling you, Packer? Who, who are these guys? How'd they get you in here? And who are they working for? Um, uh, I'm not sure, sir. Um, I, I don't know how to answer that question. Okay, Packer, calm down. They obviously just pulled you in here against your will. They got me here. They got no... What kind of... Whatever the friggin' constitution. What What is the pretense? They can just hold me here? Do you even have any idea what uh, agency... These people are for? No, they could be NSA, CIA, FBI. Okay. Well, they, don't they need uh, some sort of arrest warrant? They never read me my rights. Well, you know, with with terrorism, they they can pretty much, you know, they could you you could be a terrorist. I don't know who you are. They just said you need to go in there and speak to Mr. Wilson. He he needs to speak to you. Okay, well, clearly I'm not it. So, they get, is there any other, you know, bending the rules if I'm not a... Well, yeah, it's been known, according to what I can tell, you know, they've they've bent the rules, you know. They could be helping out someone, some big shot that... Are you guys upsetting anyone? Are you getting in the way of anyone, any big donor, big business? Okay, what what kind of reporter are you? Where's your uh, curiosity? You're just sitting there like, um, oh, wait a second. All right, when you sat down to write that article about that crafty-ass Bessos, what was, uh, hmm, let me, let me think here. What, what was your, uh, what, what was your, uh, Give me a topic sentence from that article. Well, um, uh, Jeff, Jeff Bezos, uh, article, uh, yeah, good. Damn fraud. No, 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 I'm George, George Packer. The, uh, George, George Packer. Here, sir, to speak with you. You freaking lying son of a gun. I'm going to get up. I'm going to take this. And then the door bursts them. Two agents come in. They grab Packer. They drag him back out. I told you to bring me George Packer, you rat. I'm not talking nothing till you bring George Packer in here and I talk to him. No more imitations. No more blah, blah, blah. And they slam the door. Frazzafrazzin' type thing. And we cut back to James. And ever since that angel thing, James is like, huh, you know, he was thinking after they left, like, kind of acted weird when I asked him if they were angels or devils. He's like, you know, if they were the devil, they probably would have lied. But they would not have played dumb, or they would have said, oh, yeah, we're angels. I mean, at least in James's construction of the situation. And if they were angels, they would have had to tell the truth. Or he was like, yeah, that's... Obviously, they didn't know everything, because he saw some doubt in their eyes. And the doors open back up, the same two agents come in. Now James is thinking, maybe they're not angels or devils. Maybe that was just my paranoia. Maybe these are actual cops. What, what, what do they want? 
and how are we going to get out of this? They, they come back and he goes, uh, he looks at the two agents, looks the two agents over, he kind of sees them, and they, they don't have the confidence they had before. He goes, oh, just so you know, whatever my partner next door is saying, you know, he's not mentally well. He's ill. And he sees him kind of flinch, just barely. And, you know, James Cash Warren, James Cash Penny, he's been around the block. He's hired and fired plenty of people, so he could size somebody up. It's just been a little while. Now he's, he sees him. He goes, you know, if you want the truth of everything that's happening, you're going to need to talk to me because my friend's not well and... He's just my stool pigeon. He's just working with me. So you guys work on getting him released and come back to me. Whatever charges you have, bring him to me. I can sign. I don't know why you haven't given me the opportunity to contact a lawyer, but, you know, let's talk. But you're going to need to be more upfront with me about what's happening and realize my friend does not know anything. Thank you. The agents kind of look at each other, and then they shuffle back out. When I went back to RW's cell, he's in there, and his two agents come in. And after the fake George Packer left, RW was a little bit shaken. He was trying to figure out why they wouldn't you know, send him a real George Packer. In his mind, if they were secret government agents, they could just send a helicopter to George Packer's house in Long Island or wherever, pick him up, and fly him back. The agent, oh, sorry. The agents come in and say, you know, sorry, sir. Sorry, Mr. Wilson, about the uh, mix-up with the George Packer, but, you know, we're getting most of everything we need to know from your buddy next door, so we figured we'd just, it was just a test to see. You know, this whole thing's just a test, sir. You can relax. You know, everything we need to know is being provided. Now RW's like, huh, they're talking weird. Hits him, he, he's like, God, the, the, you, these people are like, uh, they work for God or something. He's like, they're on to us. They, we escape from, this is in his mind, his internal dialogue, but you know, the, they know we escaped from purgatory and they're going to punish me. And then he starts the guilt of getting James locked up for eternity in hell hits him and that he's not going to be able to complete his mission. It all hits him. Oh, oh, no. No, you know everything, don't you? Oh, James is whistling Dixie over there because he's an honest man. I'm a liar. Okay. I'm... I, he's probably taking the blame, trying to take the focus off of me because I'm a bad man, and he's a good man in there. That's a good man you have next door, wherever he is. And I'm the man you want. I'm a bad, 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 bad man. I've been, I've been so not. And he gets it overwhelmed. He he starts doing that, that panic cry. <laughs> Mostly kids do when they're <laughs> and weeping. And the agents get uncomfortable. And uh, okay, sir, we'll we'll go get some tissues. We'll be back. And they leave. And they must be conferencing with the other agents. Is it omniscient? narrator i guess my i'm just uh, inferring i don't know so i guess i'm not um omnipotent omniscient whatever the right word is you guys know i'm not a
class A genius, so whatever class A geniuses. But yeah, they're conferring, and then they send the agents back into James's thing. James, he's sitting there. All of a sudden, he's wicked confident, wicked cool. And the agents come in, and he just takes a breath. He says, uh, Listen, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, too. I've been trying to uh, keep this quiet because I didn't want anyone to be embarrassed. And I just still don't understand what agency you work for. But, and I, I, I'm not here to make threats normally. I've tried to avoid any ugliness. But just so the two of you know, and whoever else is listening in, the man next door is the father of someone very powerful. And the reason we were boarding the plane is because his son has arranged, the man is very mentally ill, and we were going to fly him to uh, a private hospital near his son's home and get him treatment, uh, inpatient, um, full-time treatment. And if you've spent any time with him, you clearly know what I'm talking about. You know, I've spent my time trying to avoid the subject because the man that we speak of, his son, is so powerful that at some point a team of lawyers is going to be unleashed and your careers will be destroyed. And this man might not just stop at that. He has the power to uh, make things not go well, let's just say. And I'm, that's not a threat. It's a fact. And just through the lawyers things could get very unpleasant especially with this whole because we, we won't just disappear and just so you, you, you buy into what I'm saying I'm going to be honest with you Jeff Bezos the head of Amazon one of the most powerful men wealthy men in the world that's his father in there the private plane is bound for Washington you can check the flight manifesto obviously you probably have the pilot somewhere he knows where we're going. And yeah, you go in there and mention Mr. Bessos to his father, and his father will go from already unhinged, which I know you know, to absolutely bonkers. You can wait. The lawyers will find us. Mr. Bessos will find you. Or you can release us. And we can go on our way. And I have no idea what this was about originally, or why you detained us. I know it's probably against many laws. And I'm, I'm going to stay calm. And that's all I'm going to say. And you can go ahead and do as you decide. And you can, you can check in with my partner, too. Thank you. So the agents look at each other. And then they go out. Have a, more, a little more agent talking, and they send the other agents back into RW cell, and he's still kind of upset. And I, I say, uh, "Sir, sir, Mr. Bessos, Mr. Bessos," and this gets RW even. Why? Why? No. Mr. Bessos, your partner's told us everything we need to know. No! RW starts freaking out even more. What? What? Oh, that son of a bitch. Uh, he'll never... 
But I get my hands on Bessos. No, Mr. Bessos, Mr. Bessos, calm down. Just come with us. Come with us, Mr. Bessos. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I go, okay, we'll come back and get you in a minute, sir, when you calm down. And they leave RW and he's like throwing his chair and crying and shouting at the heavens and shouting at the hells. It's so loud that, that even in James' cell, he, he knows something. So his agents come in. He says, you, you mentioned Chip Bezos to him, didn't you? The agents kind of nod. I told you. I told you he wasn't well. Now you're going to make him worse. And now, you, I mean, I can't even protect you anymore. You could have caused him some break. He, he could have some break with reality. He could be thinking that, I mean, the reason I asked you with the angels and, and the devil stuff was to see what you had done to him because he, 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 he's not living in the reality. He's a, not, he's a sick man. Oh, no. I go, sir, 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 we're so sorry. Can you just, can you just come with us? We're releasing you. Just please come with us. We're, we're, we're so sorry. And they take James out and they bring him into a, another room, a conference room. And there's a, about five or six agents sitting in there silent. And then they bring R.W. in and he's weeping and uh, crying. And it's so over the top, but uh, 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 he's like racking with sobs. Like it's insane. Like that he's, he, he, he seems like an insane person. And he goes to James, and James takes him on his shoulder and pats him. And the rest of the four agents come in that were dealing with James and and Richie. And then once R.W. gets a couple of breaths in him and calms down a little bit, that all the agents just stand and they start applauding. And uh, they they applaud and then they bow. James is trying to still act cool. Even though he's like, this is even weirder. I did not expect, what are they applauding? That's his internal dialogue. And R.W. is kind of like, uh, 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 uh. and you know, R.W. was under the impression that he was a man's man kind of guy back in the day. That he didn't cry. So suddenly he's like, the applause kind of brings him out of it. And he's like kind of wiping his tears away and kind of, regaining his uh, countenance is maybe the right word, like composure. He's trying to get his cool back. And they're still clapping, and then they sit down. And a couple couple of people start to laugh as R.W. is kind of like, and then a, a woman stands up, the woman that was in James's thing, and she's like, uh, she's like, gentlemen, we salute you. We we don't have there aren't words, and then she starts she starts just laughing, and then the other agents are laughing, and they start clapping again, and she she's just like she's like I do, she's she's like I do not understand, I am in disbelief, gentlemen. My name is Miss McCormick. All I can say is we salute you. Unless you. Did you know about this ahead of time? That's the only question I have, and it will not be held against you. But did you know about this ahead of time? And R.W.'s still kind of shaking, and, and James like, no. We didn't, we didn't see this one coming, no. Like, wow, because in all the years we've been giving this test, we've never seen anything like this. I mean, all of us have passed it. All of us here are the inner circle. 
for Mr. Pesos. And he does like to call it the Kobayashi Maru. And RW is like, the Kobayashi Maru. Yeah, you mean like Verbal Kent. The guy that picked up Verbal Kent. You know, I couldn't believe he was Kaiser Soze. But what, me and Richie watched that. Uh, I watched that. The, no, no, no. Richie, Richie, Richie. James like, kind of, Okay, go ahead with the Kobayashi Maru. And then he was Star Trek. Oh, okay. 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 You know, so those of us that have taken the Kobayashi Maru, we've—I I mean, we, we've also witnessed. Uh, uh, I've been with Mister Pissos the longest, and he personally gave me a version of it. And clearly, it's to test how you how we perform under duress, what what our, where our loyalties lie, you know, to see what goes on in the inner sanctum of someone's mind. And if you don't pass, Mr. Bessos will not do business with you or absorb you into his inner circle. But when he watches, he was watching some of it live, and then there was a crisis at uh, a, a center with a tape machine that unfortunately exploded, and we lost some blessed souls. But, I mean, usually the people either go silent and demand to see a lawyer or try to talk their way out of it. A lot of people have nervous breakdowns, but nothing like that and nothing with all these inside jokes. And no one has ever been able to put us, the agents, the people in the position of power on such, on their heels. I mean, you two gentlemen... To see you adapt and work together from separate rooms and maintain loyalty and think outside the box and get to where we're coming from. I mean, we could have been. It's also to test, were you criminals? And, and obviously you're not. Or, or you know, do you have any skeletons in your closet? But you guys, I mean, we, we've done background checks and, and stuff was coming up a little bit too clean, almost like it was written about the two of you and your strange names and your nicknames, as you like to call each other. But Mr. Bissos will be very, very, very impressed, as all of us are. It is going to be an honor to work with you, and we've been aware, made aware of these incredible algorithms your company owns and that you represent and that your your former business partner, Mr. Darian, you know, that you're carrying on for him. But wow. I mean, I feel like we should be calling you Captain's Kirk because James T. Kirk reprogrammed the test. But you you did it with human beings. You threw us curveballs and pulled little bits of information out of us and played us against each other. And, and we... We were back there working and being like, what is going on? And people were watching the tapes. We were sending it to psychologists and 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 even law enforcement experts. And they're saying, well, ask this or do this, you know, or just, you know, just maintain, you know, keep with the plan, they kept telling us. But to say, you know, to throw inside jokes and feign mental illness and then finally to Acknowledge you knew about the test by saying he was Mr. Bissell's father insane, but somehow he knew to play that role. 
I mean, we're going to have to give you a, a, a we're going to give you a couple lie detectors. I mean, we have a kind of lie detector system now, and you guys are coming up that you're telling the truth that you didn't know about the test ahead of time. But welcome to the Amazon family is all I can say. And you, you will live in legend in the company newsletter that, and the inter, I, I, I'm speechless, gentlemen, and it's, it's been an honor testing you. I feel like I've been tested, and we've all grown, and all the nods, the other executives, they all nod. I, I don't know what to say. I, oh, you know, there's nothing to say. And um, I'm going to ask the question. Right, thank you for your praise that you're all thinking is that has Mr. Bezos ever taken this test? And there's a silence that hangs in the room just like this. And then James kind of knows that, oh, no, he's just, <laughs> Richie, Richie, Richie. He's just kidding, folks. He, he, I mean, man, I mean, of course, the person that comes up with the test doesn't take it. He's testing us. And we are proud to be welcome to your family, your inner circle, and it was a pleasure taking your test. It was uh, it was enjoyable. And I, Mr. Wilson, and Mr. Ibex, we, you know, we love these kind of little things. So, you know, don't worry. I mean, part of us is slightly offended that someone would dare test us in this way and test our loyalty and insult it on some level. But also we can see it in your eyes and and maybe in this, we've, we've yet to meet Mr. Pesos, but that... You know, this is how he works. And and now we know a little bit more about the rules of the game and how we're going to play it. And we're excited to do so. So thank you. And if that's all, we're, we're going to be on our way. Unless you have, uh, you need to strip search me or anything. I mean, Miss McCormick. I'm just kidding. That's, uh, I know, that's uh, not appropriate. And, uh, anyway. But this is the inner circle, you know. So, Richie and I will be off, and good work. Uh, we approve of working with you. We we might you guys kind of passed the test too. We were kind of testing you a little bit, so uh, that's it. Okay, this is awkward. Something went awkward with him. Sorry, folks. All right, goodbye. And they get up and leave. And the executives are kind of wondering, hmm, these guys. Who who are these two guys? It came came out of nowhere. Rock the Amazon Kobe version of the Kobayashi Maru. So, and I ask myself that every time I run into a story about James Cash Penny and Richard Warren Sears. Like, who are these guys? Man, I love these guys. Who are these guys? And what's going to happen next? Because now they're boarding a plane for Washington State. Soon, they might just meet. And they might just get pesos. We'll see next episode. Thanks for listening.